And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Call Churches, and founder and president of STAND, staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening, your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. And I am he. Great to be with you again today, folks. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. I certainly did. It was quite an eventful weekend because I left Atlanta, where I broadcast to you um, during share at the last day of share Oh, and by the way, before I go any further, thank you all. Thank you so very much for your great response during share I tell you, continue to make us grateful and thankful and proud of, of all of our listeners and, and your support. Uh, we just can't, can't begin to thank you and to thank God enough for you because you all make it possible for us to do what we do. And believe me, we are grateful. Speaking of that, as a matter of fact, uh, this weekend, part of my eventful weekend was that I was at Arkansas State University with the Craighead County Republican Committee speaking for their Lincoln Day dinner. Had a wonderful time there. I want to thank all the folks for their hospitality, um, especially my host, Chad Neal, who picked us up and got us where we needed to go and took care of everything. Really appreciated it and, and had a wonderful time. And, and met a whole raft of AFR listeners. And thank you all so much that I had an opportunity to shake hands with you and meet you and take pictures with you. It was really great. I really, really loved that. I, I, I mean it, folks, when I say I, when I travel, I really love having, having AFR listeners come up and tell me how much you appreciate uh, the, the, the network and support the program and listen to me and, and, of course, our other wonderful talk show hosts as well. Uh, it was really a blessing to meet you all, to meet so many of you have a chance to talk to you. And thank you especially for your support, all, all my Arkansas friends now. I said that was the first time to Jonesboro, great community, uh, first time to Jonesboro. I've been to Little Rock on, on multiple occasions uh, with my good friend and the national vice president of Stan, Pastor Iverson Jackson. This is the first time I've been to, to, to Jonesboro, so it was, it was really a great experience and can't thank you enough. Uh, now, having said that, folks, we start out on a somber but somewhat positive note. I want to talk about a couple of American heroes. You know, when I think about my love for this country, I'll often say it's not the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. It's not the Grand Canyon. Wonderful things, by the way. It's not Yellowstone National Park. It's not the Grand Tetons. Um, it's not, name any number of things. It's, it's not Mount Rushmore, as beautiful as that is, and I've been there a couple times, and it is, it is really great. It's the people. It's the people that we produce in our country. And of course, I know it's not all the people, but, but there are so many wonderful people that this country produces that you, you can't help but just be grateful that we live in a country that produces the kind of people who stand out. I, I mentioned a month or two ago, this wrestler in Virginia Beach who uh, was born without legs and has become the top high school wrestler in the state. That, that to me, is that's the American spirit. We don't quit. <laughs> we don't give up. We don't stop. 
Uh, we, we pioneer on to try to do something positive, something good, something productive. And so really the first here I want to mention is uh, this National Guardsman who, of course, lost his life, uh, this Texas, this Texas um, National Guardsman who lost his life uh, over the weekend um, trying to save a couple of illegal immigrants who got caught up um, in the rush of the Rio Grande River. And he actually helped save their lives and lost his own. His body has now been found. Um, name is Bishop Evans, Specialist, National Guard Specialist Bishop Evans. Uh, and I just want to, to honor him, his family, those National Guardsmen. And this is the thing that jumps out at me. Now, yeah, he saved the lives of two people who we've learned are in fact drug traffickers. Yeah, because folks, all, all this stuff about how racist President Trump was to say they're not sending us our best, I mean, he was simply telling the truth. It wasn't a statement about all people south of our border. It was a statement about the kind of people uh, are among those who try to cross the border. I'm sure there are a lot of people who just want to get, get a job, just want to be able to send money home to their families, just want to have a different life. I'm sure there are many people like that, but there are a lot of people who are up to no good. There are a lot of criminals, drug traffickers, human traffickers, uh, a lot of, of murderers, gang members, bad people crossing the border illegally. Now, here's the thing about this country. We've got a president who's an idiot. I mean, he's just completely off the rails. It's just, just a complete, in terms of a president now, I'm not a human being, God loves him. I, I hope he comes to, to, to repentance and comes to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that's not a throwaway line. I really mean that because I hope that for every human being. But as a president, he is a zero, a zero. In fact, he's in negative territory. He's got our, our uh, Border Patrol, and uh, now Texas has stepped in trying to do the job that the federal government won't do, frustrated down on the border because they cannot do their job of securing our border, and people are flooding across the border. And you've got him sitting in the White House, and now we're finding out meeting the business associates, and not recently, but while he was VP, meeting the business associates of his crooked son, Hunter Biden. And here he is presiding over the death, the injury, the utter frustration of honorable men and women on the border trying to do what the law tells them to do when we have a lawless president who won't allow them to do their job, and yet, and yet, they make sacrifices like this. You know, how can you not be proud of a country that produces such people? Because, you know, there's a certain ability to understand that someone would say, I'm not risking my life. For, I mean, you've got an idiot president who doesn't know what he's doing. We're down here trying to do the, 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 the impossible because we don't have the backing of our own government. Give me a break. You think I'm going to risk my life for these people coming across the border illegally and the, and the government? But no. No, 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 no. Here's a man who jumped into that raging river put his own life on the line to save people he didn't even know. 
And it turns out they were bad people at that. And yet he gave his life trying to save them. Because, folks, that's the best of who America is. And these bunch of, of leftist socialist propagandists who can never find anything good to say about our country, how about this? Because he's not the only one. He represents the spirit of our nation. I mean, if I had the time to do it, I could go back and research circumstances where Americans have jumped into to, to, to dangerous, difficult situations trying to save other people, sometimes manage to get it done, sometimes losing their own lives in the process. Here again, I point out, we are the most generous nation the world has ever known. We are the most giving nation the world has ever known. We have been the most peaceful nation the world has ever known. We've never been a nation of conquest, ever. We've gone to war to defend ourselves. We haven't gone to war to try to take over other people's countries and other people's lives. My earnest, heartfelt honor to National Guard Specialist Bishop Evans, who gave his all, and to the great country that produces people like him. Back in a moment. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. Russia's war on Ukraine has not only devastated that country, but it has also changed the world. Former Assistant Secretary of State John Hillen documents eight ways the war has changed the world. Here are a few of them. First, it is likely that China may be discouraged rather than encouraged with its own territorial ambitions. Russia was likely surprised at both the military resistance of Ukraine and the unprecedented level of sanctions placed against it. China is taking note. Second, we could be witnessing the death throes of a superpower. Russia has been declining in many areas. Invading Ukraine made their problems worse. Third, aggressor states are often again seeing the advantage of being in the nuclear club. NATO is only willing to help from a distance rather than directly confront Russia. But Serbia, Iraq, and Afghanistan were not nuclear powers and thus were attacked by the U.S. and European powers. Fourth, he says it is time to go back to deterrence school. One problem was the administration's willingness to articulate what they would not do in Ukraine before and during the Russian invasion. A limited deterrence failed to deter aggression. Finally, it's time to dust off your Samuel Huntington. The Harvard professor wrote a book I often quote, The Clash of Civilizations. Free institutions that arose from Western civilization and Judeo-Christian values are shrinking. But China, Russia, and Islamists, and others offer an alternative system for political, economic, and social order. We need to stop being so naive about what is happening in the world around us. Not only has this war in Ukraine been devastating to the country and its people, but this conflict is also changing the world around us. We need to pay attention. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. For a free copy of Kirby's booklet, A Biblical View on Inflation, go to viewpoints.info slash inflation. That's viewpoints.info slash inflation. Does the evidence support evolution? This is Ken Ham on a mission to strengthen the global church with God's Word. This week, we're looking at arguments evolutionists use that they really shouldn't. Here's one. Overwhelming evidence in all fields of science supports evolution. What's the problem with this claim? Well, for centuries prior to Darwin's work, the majority of scientists said the evidence supported creation. So what changed? 
Well, not the evidence. You see, the starting point changed from God's Word to man's Word. Creationists continue to interpret science through the lens of God's Word. But those who reject the Bible interpret the same evidence through the lens of man's ideas. You see, there's no neutral starting point. And practicing science, it's not neutral. Confused about what to believe about origins? Get answers at AnswersRadio.com. Find thousands of free articles, videos, and resources when you go to AnswersRadio.com. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. So that's the first hero I wanted, hero I wanted to mention and, and thank God for him and for so many like him that try to do their duty in the face of a bunch of politicians who don't know their heads from a hole in the wall and really seem to be working against the best interests of the American people instead of for our best interests. And yet, in spite of it, there are people like this wonderful National Guard specialist who just do it anyway, just do their duty anyway, and, and God bless them. National Guard specialist, Bishop Evans. Now the second hero I wanna mention is Coach Kennedy, because Coach Joe Kennedy's case is being argued before the Supreme Court today. Now here is a man, and by the way, by the way, not to put too fine a point on it, folks, and don't hold this against me, but he is also a Marine Corps veteran. Semper Fi, do or die, hoorah! <laughs> By the way, I didn't realize this until I got there, but Chad Neal, who, was, who hosted me in uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas, is also a Marine. And I said when he was telling me about the various business interests he had and all the things he's accomplished in, in his life, I thought, you're a Marine. That explains it. <laughs> so forgive me, folks. I may have a little, just a slight bias toward the Marine Corps, but you all know I really do honor everybody who serves our country, whatever the uniform may be they put on. But uh, Coach Kennedy's case is being heard, and, and we all, I, I think, are by now quite familiar with it. All the man did all, and I, by the way, I don't know him well, but I've met him on several occasions. Just the, the most humble, unassuming guy you ever want to meet. Talk about somebody who's not looking for the spotlight. Believe me, Coach Kennedy is not looking for the spotlight. I mean, this is a guy, you walk into a room, he's likely to be the guy, you know, standing off by himself, just sort of surveying things. He's not trying to make any noise. He's not trying to get anybody to pay attention to him. If you happen to see him and you want to speak to him, he's happy to do that. But just, just, uh, just a humble guy. I mean, just, you know, you meet him, you wouldn't think, oh, this is the guy who's, that all the controversy is surrounding. All he did was to try to honor God by going on the field by himself after each game and thanking God for his guys, for the ability to play the game, and for the various things he might want to pray about. He never asked a player to join him. He never asked the audience to join him. He never invited anyone to do so. And players came to him 
who said, look, I'm a Christian. Are you out there praying? And and he would say, yeah. And they said, do you mind if we join you? Can we can we join in? And he said, well, of course. That's it. And of course, liberal La La Land, Washington State, and this particular school district just went off the walls. I mean, they just, oh, 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 you're actually playing out on the football field? How dare you do such a thing? And now it lands in, in the Supreme Court docket. Uh, I, I do pray that these textualists and originalists who understand the First Amendment is first for a reason because I believe the Founding Fathers considered it to be the first. And the second is second because without the second, the first becomes meaningless. And I mean that. Without the ability to defend these rights, the first becomes meaningless. And so he was exercising his First Amendment right as a free American to go out on the football field and pray by himself on his own, and they objected to it. And, and, and as his attorneys have rightly said, so are you saying, because they said, because, well, he's doing it in public and he's doing it on school property and people will see him doing it. And it may, who knows, prayer might break out. You might actually get other people praying. We can't have that. Yeah, can't have that because it might drive all those demons out, out of them that they're so possessed with and so enamored of. But, but the, the, his attorneys, uh, Kelly Shackelford is his, is his lawyer, um, First Liberty, raised the question, so are you saying then at lunchtime a teacher cannot bow their heads and pray in front of others because it might cause others to be so influenced that they might feel the obligation to pray to? Where does this end? Well, I'll tell you where it ends. It ends exactly where they want to end. There is no such thing. From, From the mind of the left, the minds of the left, there's no such thing as First Amendment liberty. They don't like it. They don't like your freedom of religion. They don't like your freedom of speech. I said um, with the Craig County Republicans uh, on uh, Saturday night that they don't believe in natural law. That's why Judge um, uh, Ketanji Brown would not define or offer an opinion on natural law because they don't believe it, folks. They don't believe that you've got any God-given right to freedom of speech or freedom of religion or right to bear arms to defend yourself or right of conscience. They don't believe any of that. I mean, they're not the only ones. All openly avowed communists will tell you they don't believe that. They don't believe you're smart enough, wise enough to know what you ought to believe. They'll tell you what to believe. And they'll tell you what you can and cannot say for your own good, of course. Well, I hope these judges that President Trump appointed uh, will join with with uh, Justice Thomas and Justice Alito uh, and say this this cannot stand. It, there there is an all out assault against our natural rights. There's an all out assault against them, and I think this uh, Katanji Brown Jackson is going to prove to be an enemy of the fundamental liberties of the American people. Because I really believe that she said she had, could not offer an opinion on natural law because she flat out doesn't believe in it. Which means she does not believe in the Declaration of Independence, that it, that it said anything meaningful. And therefore, she does not believe that the Constitution has any role in securing our liberties as the preamble says. 
But at any rate, I, 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 look, I digress. I don't want to talk about them. I want to talk about Joe Kennedy and the courage and the fortitude. Because the first act of courage was this was a successful coach who lost his job because he wouldn't stop praying. You know, I'm convinced of this, Saints. I'm convinced of this. If more Christians started taking a stand for our loyalty and our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not trying to make issues or to make controversies, but also just refusing to be pushed around, refusing to have our fundamental rights denied without a fight. If we did that, I really believe it, it would cause a sea change. If we'd been doing that all along, we wouldn't be where we are right now. But because we, we abdicate so quickly, so easily, then the, the left being what they are, which is, I mean, they're basically, they, they frankly have no morals other than what they make up. I mean, for them, morality is make sure you recycle. That's their morality. You know, treating people properly and, and honoring God and, and, and honoring marriage and, and, and not lying and, and trying to tell those things. Those things don't matter a whit. Are you a champion for climate change? Oh, then, so, if so you're a moral person. You could otherwise live like a dog. Forgive me, dogs because that's probably an insult to dogs. I like dogs. <laughs> but, I mean, you know what I mean. Live like a degenerate. And it wouldn't matter as long as you recycle. I mean, they, so they basically made up their own moral code, and they're continuing to make it up. As long as you don't misgender someone. Ooh. Did you misgender someone? Ooh, you horrible person. You actually called... Bruce Jenner, a man? Oh, what kind of person are you? So thank God that we've got people like Coach Kennedy to stand up. And I pray the Supreme Court case, that he will be victorious in the Supreme Court case because that is going to be a victory for all of us. And let's pray that these justices, that, that uh, President Trump was able to appoint all stand up and defend the Constitution of the United States and the religious liberty that God gave us that the Constitution merely secures. It doesn't give us that liberty. It secures that liberty against an encroaching government. So those are two heroes. That's a great way to start a Monday. Two American heroes standing up. And, 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 and just bringing honor and, and encouragement and inspiration to us all. And, and again, folks, that, that is why I love this country. We produce people like that. Okay? We produce people with the courage, the commitment to just lay it all on the line for righteousness, for decency. And it, it couldn't get better than these two. And, so, and God bless them. God bless their families. I hope we get a victory in the Supreme Court. Okay, a few other issues we're going to tackle when we come back uh, on the next, after the next break, we're going to, going to start taking your phone calls. Um, this is not so great a story, not that obviously 
the death of this this National Guardsman is not a great story, but but his courage is a great story. But Google's decided that they're going to start making sure that you are warned about non-inclusive language. Yeah, right. You're going to start getting little warnings. I'll tell you about those when we come back. You gotta gotta watch your p's and q's now. Gotta make sure that you're speaking the way. You've been, you're commanded to speak. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back in a moment. It's my turn. Here is your host for my turn, Don Wildman. It was all caused by a common house cat, investigators said. It's kind of hard to believe, but they've pieced together the events and... This evidently is what's happened. Now listen to this. The house cat knocked a vase off of a shelf in the utility room. The vase fell onto a valve on a gas line. The impact opened the gas valve, letting the room fill with gas. Gas from the leak soon reached the water heater pilot light and ignited. The result? An explosion which moved two walls in a house broke windows, and started a small fire. The damage will come to about $3,000, said the news account. But luckily for Air Force Major James Miller and his family at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California, no one was hurt. One never knows how far one little deed will affect his life. Things which we count so small, so insignificant, so petty, end up dominating us. They all begin innocently enough. They're such little deeds that we hardly take them seriously. After all, what harm can such little deeds do? Most of our major accomplishments in life start off as little things. Then they begin to grow, take on size and importance. A person on the moon didn't start out as a big project. It started out as a little thought in the minds of people. And if you had spoken of it seriously you most certainly would have been the talk of the town, and they would have been laughing at you. The airline industry, for instance, didn't start out the monstrosity that it is now. It started out as a thought in the minds of a few people centuries ago, and others considered those who had such thoughts a little touched in the head. On the other hand, most of our catastrophes didn't begin as such either. Hitler had no dreams of murdering six million Jews as an 11-year-old. The idea started slowly, but it grew too fast. Nero didn't set out to be a ruler mad with insanity and jealousy, but that's the way he ended up, fiddling as Rome burned. We don't take the little petty things too seriously. After all, they are so small, what can they hurt? Who'll miss the quarter from the cash register? Surely not the company as large as it is. And soon it's a dollar the company won't miss. And soon it's a five, which the company owes me. And it ends up in what the law calls embezzlement. We fully intended to pay it back. One social drink doesn't do any harm. It only loosens us up so we can enjoy the party. And the second helps a little more. And then another. And before long, all we want to do is to be the life of the party, even when there isn't a party. 
No person anywhere leaves that which he knows is the highest and best with one great leaping jump. Every person who betrays his Creator and himself and others does so with little things, slowly, little by little. Our lives are shaped basically by the sum total of the little things. While it may be the big things which impress us, it is the little things which influence us. This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. So, folks, are you ready to have Google teach you how to talk and write? Because that's exactly what they have in mind. Uh, And who better, right? Who better than Google? Um, So, for example, they want you to no longer use the term landlord. That's bad. You, you can use proprietor, but not landlord. Now, don't ask me why. That's not explained. But, but landlord's bad. Proprietor is okay. So here's what's going to happen. They're going to get these algorithms going. So when you type in something to the Google bar, your search bar, they, a little warning will come up that will say, um, this language may not be inclusive to all readers. <laughs> I'm serious, folks. This language may not be inclusive to all readers. You might want to change this to, so say you you looked up landlord rights. You might want to change this to proprietor. Well, what would proprietor yield you? I mean, you could be a proprietor of almost anything. But that's okay. Google knows best. And, oh, and, and of course, you won't, will not be allowed to use mankind. Folks, there is one species that bestrides the world as the predominant species made in the image of likeness and likeness of God. It is, it is the species of man. In that context, that does not refer to gender. It refers to the species. And mankind is the species. There are females of mankind and they are males of mankind but that's too you know i'm i'm see now that's i i'm i'm being sexist without even knowing it so now you are allowed to use humankind so if you use mankind a little warning will come up say this language is not inclusive we suggest that you change your language to humankind the same thing with policemen don't use policemen they will tell you you can use police officer and don't use housewife you can i'm not sure what the correction is for that oh here it is here it is you can use stay at home spouse (laughs) right (laughs) right don't use housewife use stay at home spouse and on and on it goes folks in fact look you know just like communists you know communists go back and they change history they change things from the past, they lie about them because they want people to believe certain things. So they just go back in the past. Of course, we got the same thing happening to, in our country right now with the 1619 Project and all that. I mean, that's nothing but a lie about the past, just an, an attempt to change history in order to infect the minds of people with lies. They actually have gone back 
I'm not sure where this appears, and changed the words of John Kennedy's inaugural address where he talked about, he used the phrase, for all mankind. Everybody knew he was not talking about men. He was talking about humanity. By the way, the word man is in the word human. That's, see, I'm just, I'm being a little too nitpicky right now. Right. The word man is in the word human, but no, you can use humankind. They're changing his speech. They're changing his speech to put in his, is in his mouth for all humankind. Now, folks, that's just flat out lying because that's not what the man said. Thank you, Google. Really appreciate you changing reality for us. You know, I talked about this again in my speech because this is what the Lord had laid on my heart, that these folks are trying to change the nature of reality and life in its very essence. That's what they're really doing. And this is one of the ways they're doing it, by manipulating vocabulary and manipulating words. You know, these, these, these folks have got to be brought to heal. And by the way, thank God, I don't know Elon Musk. I don't know where he stands spiritually, but I am thankful that the, the, the marketplace is working to cause someone who actually believes in free speech to bid for Twitter because anytime you've got an organization that's supposed to be a neutral platform that takes a former president of the United States off of its platform but leaves the Iranian mullahs who are threatening death to Israel, death to America, leaves the Taliban on, and all other kinds of nefarious characters. I mean, we've heard drug dealers using it. But but I'm off. Charlie Kirk is off because we dared say something that they found um, that violated their standards. I mean, Facebook allowed the guy who went out and shot 10 people in the subway who'd been threatening to kill, quote-unquote, white people, Literally for years, he was on. He had a platform. So thank God Elon Musk is taking some action. It looks like he may win, too, and he may actually buy Twitter. And if he does that, I may go back on Twitter. I've just, I've just written it off. I don't even bother because to me, it, 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 it's just a waste of time. And why lend my name to it? I mean, you could say the same thing about Facebook, and believe me, I, I've been contemplating that. That's why I'm creating alternate ways of getting the word out. We've got our own app and bishopewjackson.tv, and, and I'm on NRB on Sunday nights at 1030, and uh, Andrew Walmack Ministries has me on, and, uh, and CTN, Christian Television Network, down in Florida has me on. I'm looking for alternatives, folks, because you can't trust these people. Because you know they are against us. They're against everything we stand for, and they want to censor us. Well, look, the number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. And I'll start taking your calls. Here's another piece of good news, actually. Exxon has said that they will no longer fly the LGBTQ or BLM flags. So that means during June which the homosexual community has tried to, the homosexual activists, the homosexual radical leftist crazies have appropriated with the support of, I think it started with President 
um, Obama uh, to with this so-called Gay Pride Month that Exxon says we're not flying their flags. You realize all over this country, corporate offices will force people to sit under these abominable, wicked, twisted, evil flags that represent nothing but sexual perversion. That's all they represent. Now they're starting to represent child grooming because this is a big thing now. They want Disney to help them recruit children. And they want the school system to help them recruit children. And we'll start when they're four, five, six years old, talking to them about sexuality and showing them explicit pictures of sex acts. And Exxon says we're not flying the flag. Now, Exxon hasn't gone as far as I would go and say not only are we not flying the flag, we condemn this despicable, the despicable behavior and lifestyle that this flag represents and frankly, I, I personally resent the fact that they've taken June, the month of weddings, the month of summer, the month of, you know, everybody kind of getting out and having a good time. The summer begins and taking that and try to appropriate that for their own nefarious interests. To me, it's disgusting. I mean, why don't we have adultery pride month? Why don't we have theft pride month? That would work well, given these, all the shoplifting that's been going on. Folks, it's sin, period. And we as Christians have got to stand up for the truth about what it is. And they can t- say we hate people all they want. It's not true. We don't. We love them. We pray for them. We don't want to hurt them. We don't want to harm them. And I've said many times, if I saw somebody attacking someone because of that person's sexual orientation or because that person was some kind of drag, whatever they call them, I would defend the person. I mean, unless there was some situation where they had done something to provoke the attack, I still might try to break it up. I mean, I still might try to do something. But but just hurting people because I don't agree with them or because I know they're wrong? No, we don't do that. We love them. But it's still sin. It was sin yesterday, it's sin today, it'll it'll be sin tomorrow. And our culture does itself, our country does itself no service by adding its imprimatur, the official stamp of the Supreme Court or the government on this degenerate behavior. Back in a moment to take your calls. Hello, I'm Tim Wildman. On behalf of our staff here at American Family Radio, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody who called in and made a donation during our Looking to Jesus Share-a-thon, which just concluded. It was a wonderful success, and we were so delighted to hear from thousands and thousands of people who have had their lives impacted by American Family Radio. We can't do it without your financial donations and certainly without your prayers, so God bless you. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. In churches, and a lot of churches today, the issue of identity is sort of like the big elephant in the room. It's in the news, but it's not in the church. So if it's in society, it needs to be something the churches are addressing. In his image, 
Delighting in God's Plan for Gender and Sexuality, is now available for church screenings and events. Every person in America needs to see this. And all pastors need to show this to the church, get the people informed. that the church, Jesus isn't the answer, where is the world going? We want the message of the film to touch as many hearts and lives as possible, and we'd love to join with you to bring the film to your community. So let's say you have a small group or your church, or we've even been bringing the film into some prisons. We want to partner with you. So what we'll do is we'll send you a special kit, and it's completely free, and it'll just have some extra resources to help you promote your event. To find out more about how to host an event, go to inhisimage.movie and click on the Host an Event tab. That's inhisimage.movie. And, you know, here I am, like kind of your typical driven personality that uh, performance-oriented and, I, you know, I think doing good things. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and that's Mark Batterson. I remember this moment where I'm I'm walking through an airport and I hardly even remember what time zone I'm in because I'm here, there, and everywhere and I'm preaching the gospel. But there's just this emptiness inside and I realize that I may be putting my family on the altar of ministry. Mm-hmm. And I just don't believe God's called me to do that. I believe mm-hmm. that my chief function is to be a husband to my wife and a father and my children. And so there was just this moment where at the end of the day, I want to be famous in my home. And uh, it's hard to be famous in your home if you aren't home. And so I have a little definition of success. It's when those who know you best respect you most. Drive to be famous in your home. More from Mark at FamilyMinute.org. Back to The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. The number is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. I want to start taking some of your calls. Just this quick announcement. On May the 17th, that's Tuesday, May the 17th at 7 p.m., we are hosting, Stand is hosting our annual awards dinner. The Stand Awards Dinner honoring five great patriots for taking a stand on the important issues confronting our country. And we'd love to have you come. And because of the generous contributions of our sponsors, including AFR, we have a lot of complimentary tickets available to you. We don't have an unlimited number, but we do have a lot of them. And we are giving them up on a first-come, first-served basis, a maximum of two per person. If you're interested in going, email us at awardsdinner at standamerica.us. Awardsdinner at standamerica.us. It's going to be at the Tyson's Corner Marriott in Northern Virginia. Tyson's Corner Marriott in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Uh, It begins again at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, May the 17th, and I would love to see you there. Come as our guest. Those tickets are going, and they're on a first-come, first-served basis, so I would encourage you to get your tickets now. 888-589-8840 is the number. Uh, let's go to Deanna in Arkansas. Deanna, welcome. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you for calling. Okay. In uh, 2008, I cut off cable TV. I I decided not to use anything on the net because I sort of like figure which way this was going back in 2008. Okay. These people on, on Google and Facebook or whatever, they have nothing better to do than to sit out around and make up these stupid rules. They're going to find out when the communists finally take over, 
which probably will probably end up being, they can end up being uh, rounded up, actually have something to do. They can pull out weeds out of the potato fields that they'll develop in the northern part of the United States, like Stalin did to Russia. They took all the the, uh, opponents and took them all the way up to... Uh, northern Russia and and planted potato fields and had all the, everybody being pulling weeds and doing farm work and then the ones that they really didn't like they had them dig their own ditches stand in front of the ditches and shoot them all down and you know what that's what the communists do to traitors that are traitors mm-hmm. to their own countries when they finally take over. Deanna, thank you so much for the call. I could not agree with you more. These are what Stalin used to call useful idiots because they don't realize they really are, figuratively speaking, digging their own graves. Because in every history I've read of the takeover of these revolutionary forces going all the way back to France, the people who think that they're doing so much to advance these causes are among the people who ultimately get executed by the folks who take over. I mean, it just... It's happened again and again and again, and it will happen again if we ever were to allow them to have their way with this country and turn America into some sort of socialist, Marxist, or communist nation. And and by the way, Deanna, it's not going to happen, not on our watch, and I dare say, in the name of Jesus, not ever. Thank you for the call, Deanna. Deanna. Uh, 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's take the next call. We've got Mary in Mississippi. Mary, welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much. Enjoy your program greatly. Thank you, Mary. Every day. Thank you. I just wanted to um, make a comment. You were talking about homosexuality and it being a sin. The United Methodist Church has been... Pushing this agenda, liberal agenda, I'm not going to say it's all about homosexuality, but it is a liberal agenda. Mm-hmm. Since probably back in the 1990s, when they first came out with open minds, open hearts, open doors, you may remember when they came out with those advertisements. And I was uh, in the conference when they brought that out, and two young ladies walk out on the stage and present themselves as partners. And then, you know, I would have to say that a majority were not happy with it. I walked out. Um, And so now a lot of the churches, the larger churches, are leaving the United Methodist Church because of the push of this liberal agenda of the what I call the elite who are in charge and refuse to Uh listen over years and years and years of people saying we don't, we're not going to approve that as part of our. doctrine. Yeah. It's wrong. It's not biblical. And I, I just would like to hear what you say, if you know anything about yeah. the United Methodist Church and that's this problem that we're having. And thank you so much. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for calling. Folks, I would suggest that you read Paul Kanger's book, The Devil and Karl Marx. He goes extensively into the communist infiltration of the church there, sending communists into seminaries, undermining biblical doctrine, basically seeding apostasy into the church. And so now you've got um, not only the homosexuality and, as you put it, the liberal, I would call it just really straight-out leftist Marxism, leftism and Marxism, because he says that what they essentially have done 
is to replace biblical doctrine with Marxist doctrine. And Raphael Warnick is the poster child for this. He wrote a book saying the church needs to adopt the thinking of Karl Marx. I mean, that's what he said. The church needs to adopt the thinking of Karl Marx. So, so Mary, it's, it's happening not only in the United Methodist Church. It's happening, or in Methodist churches. It's happening in all churches. Thank you for the call, Mary. Uh, the number, 888-589-8840. We've got some open lines. Let's go to Chris in Virginia. Chris, welcome. Hi. Thank you for everything you do. I listen to you um, quite often. And, Thank you, um, Chris. I am um, a teacher who has dedicated my life teaching children, and I advocate for parents. And I've taught in all economic backgrounds and overseas in Egypt years ago. But my thing is I stopped teaching when I saw the CRT and social-emotional learning. I refused to bow to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm looking for another job. But the point is it's not going to stop. And um, I'm just sickened by everything every day, and um, there's no hope in sight. I mean, it just—and um, I hear just horrible things and um, from teachers who—I just don't trust them getting more counselors. These counselors are—the young kids, oh my the young goodness. teachers, indoctrinating them with the new certification— it's the universities. Every day I find things happening. It comes from the universities. Um, this, it's just, it's all divide, yeah. divide. And I write to senators and they don't, they don't get it. All right. Well, listen, Chris, thank you so much for the call. First of all, Chris, I want you to be encouraged because there are people all over the country who do get it. By the way, folks, the number is 888-589-8840. We've got time to get a few more calls in. That's 888-589-8840. I was, while I was at Arkansas State University, I was in a green room, and they had some books in the green room, and I love books. So uh, during a little time, I just didn't have anything else to do. I was waiting for my opportunity to, actually waiting for the event to start. I picked up just one of the books on the shelf, and it was about leadership in the academic setting. And I just kind of leafed through the book, and lo and behold, it was laced. It wasn't a book about homosexuality. It wasn't a book about CRT. But laced throughout were all the assumptions of that. You know, so it talked about the inclusiveness that is important in leadership and, and the language you ought to use in order to express yourself. With I mean, and I just thought, man, without saying, we're indoctrinating you to think a certain way, It just is part of the entire culture and curriculum that is being used. And so you are absolutely right. But but be encouraged. Um, We have a school at our church. I think I think Bible believing churches are going to more and more start their own schools because in order to teach children not only biblical theology, but in order to teach them the disciplines We're going to have to teach them ourselves because a lot of these schools are much more interested in indoctrinating children with nonsense than they are with actually teaching them math and science and how to read well, how to analyze, how to use logic, um, real history, history that gives various sides of an issue rather than a polemic against the United States of America when we're talking about American history at least. So just be encouraged, Chris. There are opportunities out there for you and people looking for people like you. 
Uh, let's go to Randy in Maryland. Randy, welcome. Hey, Bishop. I just want to make a quick comment about the uh, the soldier in Texas. Right, National Guardsman, yes. National Guardsman, yes. Um, if these two people were involved in the drug trade and they thought he was coming to arrest them, is it possible that, that in fact, they murdered him? They caused him to drown. We need to look into that while we, they're still in our custody. Wow, Randy, I hadn't even thought about that, but you make a very, very good point. A very good point. And they ought to remain in our custody, too, because these are bad people. So, but here again, Randy, it just, it says something about us as Americans. I, I don't think this guy is extraordinary. I think it's the way we Americans think. We, we're people of duty. We're people of honor. And, and he did the, the honorable thing and gave his life doing it. Uh, and uh, sadly, we're dealing with a dishonorable administration that cares less about the lives of the American people than they do about um, these illegal immigrants who are bringing fentanyl and, and MS-13 and, and, and human trafficking and everything else across our borders. So, but Randy, you raise a very, very important point. Thank you so much for the call and thanks for that thought. Um, folks, look, America first is not xenophobia. It's not uh, racism. It's not fascism. America First is simply about doing the common sense job of taking care of our own country and our own people first. There's nothing ugly or evil about that. And yet, and yet, we have an, an administration got 13 brave military personnel killed in Afghanistan. Uh, they're getting people injured at the border. This young man killed. Uh, and and, and they're, they're punishing the American people left and right. I, I tell you, folks, we, we're, we're in it to win it because we have to be. In the meantime, remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.